Welcome to the Psychology of Successful Women podcast, where we explore the mindset, behavior, and success strategies of high-achieving women. It's an inspirational show that helps ambitious women maximize their performance from the inside out and thrive in the world of business. I'm your host, Shona Rowan, inspirational speaker, mindset and high-performance coach, and founder of the Psychology of Successful Women Career and Business Acceleration Programs. On each episode, you will hear insightful conversations with trailblazing women about how they have built a successful career or thriving business and how they cope with setbacks and challenges. Most importantly, each episode will help you sharpen your mindset, share practical advice, and inspire you to take your success to the next level. On today's episode of the Psychology of Successful Women podcast, I'm delighted to be speaking with Fritha Mason. Fritha is the global CEO and creative entrepreneur behind social enterprise Secret Projects. During her 13-year career in the voluntary and not-for-profit sector, both in the UK and abroad, Fritha realized that there are millions and millions of women in India who are trained to stitch but are unable to use their sewing skills to earn an income. Fritha followed her passion to make a difference and created Secret Projects in order to work with women as business partners so they can support themselves, their families, and make a valuable contribution to their communities. We chatted about her career journey and her leap from leaving full-time employment to starting her own social enterprise, her calling to create Secret Projects, and her desire to empower millions of women in India. We talk about career leaps, believing you can make a difference, and so much more. On today's episode of the Psychology of Successful Women podcast, I have the huge pleasure of speaking with Fritha Vincent, Global CEO of Secret Projects. Welcome to the podcast, Fritha. Thank you so much. It's so nice to be on here. Oh, well, thank you so much for making the time. So perhaps to start our conversation, I'd love you to tell our listeners a bit about Secret Projects, how it all started, and really what motivated you to leave, you know, a secure full-time job and launch Secret Projects. Um, Okay. Uh, (laughs) So uh, Secret Projects is a social enterprise um, which works in India, and we work with marginalised women to who've got who are trained to stitch and who can't um, make uh, can't generate income from using that skill so we uh, train them to make our products and then we sell those products all over the world so I started Secret Project seven years ago after discovering that there are actually millions and millions and millions of women in India who are trained to stitch but but can't um but can't generate incomes from using this incredible skill. And I'm a sewer and I love sewing. And I just thought to myself, the issue here is the selling problem. And I kind of had a calling and I just thought, this is, I want to dedicate the rest of my life to solving this selling problem and make sure that these women sell their beautiful products to people all over the world so that they can earn money to help their children thrive. Oh, I so love that, Fritha. I love that you followed your calling and I love the amazing impact that you're having. And I definitely want to dig into that more so people just know much more about your story, but also the organization so that they, you know, if they want to get involved, they can. So, I mean, linked to that, you know, I know your organization, it's just grown and really boomed over the last seven years. And there's lots of different amazing things you do now. And you really are helping lots of different communities, you know, in so many different ways. 
Did you ever dream when you launched out Fithra? And I remember because we were obviously we knew each other back then, but did you ever dream and imagine that it could sort of explode and that it would go the way that it's gone and that people would get behind it and that you would have this huge impact and that you would be able to help so many women, you know, globally? Um, I, 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 th- I think back then I just, it was, I wanted to just run a pilot and see yeah. if, if it would work, if people would buy the product that, that we made, because yeah. I know that, you know, it's not about making products, it's about selling them. So it's yeah. about working out whether people, well, we're going to get behind this product and get behind me as a retailer rather than as a charity fundraiser, which I was before for 15 years. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm amazed by how, um, how responsive the community that we have grown um, is. And they are ever so much, they're, they're the ones that push this, you know, yeah. the customers, we now have 266 shareholders and they push it as much as our maker communities in India push it. Mm-hmm. So actually it's, I, I feel like I'm the leader of um, a large group of people that all want the same thing. And, um, yeah. you know, and, and we're all going in the same direction just trying to make sure that we can expand this and and truly cement it into the future. So I could really vouch, Fritha, in the interactions that we've had and, you know, having seen you work, like you are such an inspirational leader. So kind of kudos to you for being you and for your ability to engage and involve and inspire so many other people that want to come on this journey. And, you know, I'm not surprised at all that it has grown the way that it's grown because of a lot of, lot of reasons, including obviously the biggest one about helping these women and so many people also wanting to make that positive impact. And I know that's one of the things you and me connected on when we first first met was that shared kind of passion for empowering women and making a positive difference. So, on that, because there is so many great things that you do, could you perhaps share a story that kind of paints a bit of a picture, Fritha, about maybe one of the projects you've done or, you know, a little bit about some of the ways you are helping these women, like a little bit more of a story or some more specifics around some of the ways you work um, in India? Um, yeah, I can I can definitely do that. There's lots of, there's tons of different stories about yeah. the different women that we've worked with. Um, and... Um, I mean, I, I can start with um, one lady that we work with. She um, she was a, she is a leader of a local group to our production support unit in Bangalore, and um, she's an incredible woman. She's um, she's a leader like you and I, and she's extremely clever, very savvy, and um, very really good at networking. And she's a very skilled seamstress. She's also very loved by the people that she teaches to sew. When she was younger, she lived in a community um, and uh, some there was a lady who just sat on her doorstep stitching all day long. And um, this, this maker her went over and just started watching her and this lady taught her how to sew. Mm. And at the time she was newly married and she was, you know, didn't, you know, she was wondering what was going to happen in her life. She, you know, had gone to a new community and all the rest of it. Anyway, she started to learn to sew and she just loved the action of sewing and she realized she was good at it. And yeah. so she got better and better at it. And then she pulled, started teaching other women in the community. And um, when we met her, um, she was working out of her own home. And she just said, 
I can I can pull some women together. Let's do a group. So she started making secret pillows, and then she was in some government training. And one of the ministers of the of this government department called Women and Children. It's big in India, massive department. Um, they said, "Show us some more of your products. Where where are these products coming from?" And and she showed them, and she ended up getting a training contract from the government. Um, she then moved on to get a loan. She then had a unit on the main road and she employed some other women to work with her to make local products for the local market, but also products for us. And to see her grow and to, to see her power and, you know, it's a physical thing, you know, her sitting up straight, um, walking tall, um, communicating with us, like on a, on a businesswoman to businesswoman um, level was just amazing. And, and that kind of really made me, that, that kind of, that experience of working with her made me so determined that this isn't just about making and selling a few products and selling them all over the world. This is about empowering those women to lead their own micro enterprises mm-hmm. and to stay with them for the long term no exit plans anywhere in our in our strategy. I know a lot of people listening in Fritha are probably feeling really inspired by this and, and people often come up to me and want to know my story of starting my own coaching business and all those kinds of things. So for the people listening in who might want to start their own business and be self-employed or they might want to launch a charity or a social enterprise, you know, part-time, full-time on a casual basis, I'd love to know what would be some of your sort of top tips for other women in terms of starting out? What would be, and I know you also lecture at the London Business School and all these sorts of things now as well. So what would be a couple of tips for other women listening in who are fired up that think they would love to do something on their own? What would you say to them? I would say that we're really lucky to live in a time when having a side hustle is totally cool. Yeah. And I really believe that like, security and um uh uh knowing your limits is really really important right I jumped big time into all of this and I'm I'm I love taking risks and I look back now on the risks I've taken and the jumps that I've made and I kind of (laughs) I'm a bit like oh how could I do those things I did I did lots of leaps of faith and if you feel like doing a leap of faith, if, if it's in your body and, and you're getting that calling and you feel that's the only choice you can make, because that's the way I felt, um, yeah. then go for it. Just go for it. The world, the universe will provide for you. And whether you have a faith or you don't have a faith, I have no faith. But I knew that I would, I trusted myself so deeply that I knew that if I made all those changes in my life and I just literally leaped off the cliff I would make sure that I was going to be okay Mm. so if you feel like that go and leap off the cliff right now don't even listen to the end of the podcast (laughs) but if you're not so sure or you have other responsibilities in your life then don't feel like oh that you know that ship has passed just um Try and carve out five hours a week where you yeah. can start your side hustle or you can engage yeah. in the in the make the difference or whatever that you want to do and carve out that time for yourself and slowly make it happen because um, it's totally legit to do to have more than one goal in your world. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I, I'm a bit like you, Fritha. I look back and think my whole journey to starting my own business was sort of extreme and a bit random. And now I think I probably wouldn't do it like that now. I'm older and I have different responsibilities, right? So I like that sense of 
you know, don't be scared to start small. If something's calling you, start exploring that. Take small mm-hmm. steps. Spend some time. You know what I mean? Start looking at whether it could work and talk to other people and start mapping out baby steps, but definitely sort of entertain that. I, I like that because so many people do sort of say, what should I do if I've got this feeling? And you often don't know, right? Like you wouldn't have known. And of course you did it in a, in a big way, but unless we actually listen to that intuition and listen to those nudges and listen to those things that are calling us, we won't really know whether they're going to work out. Do you know what I mean? Like you have to take some steps to find out whether you're going to get a no back or a yes back or whether it's going to work. So I love that sense of start small, you know, slow steps. And also, I guess a question to follow that, Fritha, I'm sure you got a lot of advice and coaching and support along the way. Would that be another tip for people? You know, you don't have to work it all out on your own, especially as your business has grown, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, uh, I'm, you know, I'm passionate about performance coaching uh, like you are, Shona. But yeah, I think get a coach, get a coach. And I'm a foster carer as well. Like I'm a foster carer. And one of the things they do in in Europe is they teach foster care through um, an educational um, philosophy called pedagogy. I never knew what that meant, right? But pedagogy is where you, it's self-learning. You navigate the learning you want. So there is so much out there now about people doing living different lives achieving achieving incredible things but it's hard to learn to to go and find that information and then put it all together quick enough for you to then make those changes or to 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 know that the five hours you were give taking away from your children every week is actually paying off and actually doing something because if you don't move fast enough you think oh it's just not working right So I would say, if you've got the money, invest in a coach to help you pull all this together, because you have the answers within you right here, right now. You already know. We are all experts on ourselves. We just need those mirrors up in front of our faces in order for us to understand that. And if you can't afford a coach, then there are so many people who are training to be coaches and are looking for guinea pigs. Yeah, absolutely. to qualify as a coach, you have to have six guinea pigs and you have to coach them for six hours. And I know what it's like to train as the coach because I have done. And it's actually really hard to find those guinea pigs. So yeah. all you need to do is go onto one of your social media <laughs> platforms and say, I need a coach. Is anyone out there training to be a coach? Can I? Can they coach me for free? Yeah, You'll find someone. I know people who need guinea pigs right now. So just send me a message. There you go. There's a reason to reach out to Fritha. (laughs) No, and I love that, right? Because like you said, even though there's lots of information out there, it's hard to sometimes distill that down. And we also can't see our own blind spots. And, you know, I am a coach full time and I still have a coach, you know, all the time helping me. So I I, I love that sense. And like you said, there's lots of free resources out there and people training if you need that as well. So I love that. So one of the things, sorry. Sorry, I was just going to say, um, when, when I started my sort of journey of um, uh, sort of leaving full-time work and exploring my ability to make a difference in the world, I asked myself the first question, which is, do I believe I can make a difference? I actually called my company that. And I, I, I challenged myself on that. And then I got to the point where, yeah, I do. I do believe I can make a difference. Mm-hmm. And um, what really pained me for probably about the time that I knew you in London all the time, Shona, my biggest ache <laughs> at that time was there are so many people in the world who have a dream to make a difference, yeah. but they are sitting at home and they don't know how to do it. Yeah. And what? why should our world not have those people in action and in service to, yeah. to the world? So yeah. all, I, all I wanted to do 
was to say to people, believe you can make a difference. Yeah, Don't listen that. to people that say, oh, yeah. it's all a waste of time helping other people. Charities are a load of rubbish. Don't shh, shh, shh. look away from the darkness. Move into the light. Get in action. Work yeah. it out for yourself. Stop yeah. listening to other people. Yeah. And then when I answered that question to myself, and I deeply, truly believed I could make a difference, I then asked myself, how big can I give? And that was when I was deciding, do I become a foster carer? You know, there's so many people, oh, you don't want to become a foster carer at 32. There's so many responsibilities. And how are you going to do this? And how are you going to do that? And I was thinking, oh. And then I thought to myself, is my heart big enough? My heart just pumped back at me. I am infinite. And so I was able to answer that question and move on to the next stage of my journey, which is I have so much to give. I have literally so much and I know that loads of other people do and it's not that it's not that we um that that the question is when are you going to make your difference and when are you going to give everything you've got inside yourself those are the Mm. two my my two favorite questions and once you've answered both of those questions you're going to be joyful you're going to be energetic you're going to be alive you're going to be listening to your in your your intuition 150 percent and doing amazing things so all the other stuff forget it forget it so many things in there we could dig deep into but a few I love that sense of just like following your inspiration because when you do do what fires you up you are inspired you are motivated you do have energy all that sort of stuff completely resonates with me and I remember when you chose you know believe you can make a difference and that resonates with a lot well even the topic of you know the the theme of this podcast which is all around the psychology piece because the belief as you and me have talked about many many times what we believe, it pushes us forward, it holds us back. If we listen to people and our own doubts that say that can't happen, then that's what's going to happen. And if we believe we can and we choose to commit to that 100%, then that's probably what's going to happen. So the mindset piece, again, is huge. And, you know, no one knows what you're capable other than yourself. So that sense, like you said, of really just you need to, or everyone on the call, and I do this with myself, I do it with my clients, is kind of like, what is resonating with you? What feels right for you? Because it's different for different people and everyone has their own journey and their own values and their own personality and their own, you know, confidence or confidence issues and all those sorts of things. So tapping in with you and that sense of what feels right and what feels right, the, you know, the next step and what you believe you can do and what you really want to do. So I love all of that, Fritha. So if we flip that for a minute, I'm sure along your journey, as there is with everyone, whether you're running your own business or whether, you know, people listening in who work in a big organization in corporate, et cetera, dealing with setbacks, right? It's something we all need to, to deal with. What are some of your strategies, Fritha? You know, what? how do you bounce back? And maybe you want to share even a, a story with us or an example of something that happened along this amazing journey and how you pulled yourself back and your team back? I think, um, well, um, just to, to use the global pandemic, um, I, I sold the business to all our customers back this time last year, actually. And we completed um, £120,000 worth of shares, shares and we sold them. And uh, we took on 266 shareholders. And then within the month, a global pandemic had hit and the world had quite literally shut down. Um, You know, our makers didn't even have enough money to put data on their phone. So we couldn't even call them to find out how how they were. And and everything. And so that was a huge I I just couldn't believe it. I, I couldn't even think about I, I, all I, I thought was, how could I have launched a business at this, a, a business that I don't even own on my own anymore? I own it with 266 people. How could I have launched a business and then be faced with this shut, this global mm-hmm. shutdown? Yeah. And I think um, after someone said to me, well, you're so lucky 
Like you had sold all the shares before the lockdown. So you should be grateful right now. And so from that moment on, I thought, okay, where do we look for gratefulness? And where do we look for opportunity? So the the creativity that's flowing around my body right now is at an extreme level. And also, I go back to the story I told about that maker and her resilience. The women in India are deeply resilient on a daily basis around a million different uh, topics and subjects. So I just channeled their resilience and thought they're way more resilient than me. And I'm going to make sure that I approach this with 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 the resilience that they have and um, and and a smile on their face. Right. A smile on their face. So I just um, so creativity, resilience. So I just spread on my toast creativity, resilience and, and a big smile every morning and think this is not as bad as it could be. I love that, Fritha. So one of the things I love asking all the amazing women I have on the show is just some of their general top tips for other women in terms of creating a career they love and a career that's also successful, you know, on their own terms. So what would be one or two of your top tips, Fritha? You know, if you look back at your career, in your journey and all the women that you work with in the UK and also in India, what would be one or two of the things that you sort of share with your with your teams and with the women that you work with or just one of your own kind of success strategies, if you like? I think um, probably the, the thing I would say is wrapped up with something that you taught me taught me in one of our first motivational training sessions um and it's it's linked to responsibility like when you work in the charity sector it's your responsibility what happens to your career yeah you must never waste never give your career to to somebody else to look after like a boss or a manager or someone else never do that this is your career it's your responsibility to get in to to find a to, to to turn up at work and be fully there committed and to be making sure that the next steps you're taking in a year's time five years time or whatever they're they're they're, you're choosing those and you're making them happen so many people say oh well you know I didn't do that because I called I left a message and they never phoned me back it's like we'll call again you know and put forward and the one the thing I love um, that you teach is the feel do get so how you feel leads to what you do in your everyday and then that's what that that leads to the reaction you get from other people and I that to me is all about personal responsibility like if you're feeling if you're two out of ten then sit down for five minutes and work out how you're going to shift off that two and move up to a seven and then go about your day and one of the things that I when I when I do my when I do my training sessions with the women um, with our women in India, the makers in India, I always teach them feel do get um, because so many of them will say, "Oh, I'm too scared to go into the shop and try and sell the bags that I've made," or yeah. "No one's interested in what I've got to say." And I say, "Okay, let's just put those things aside and let's let's see how we can we can charge ourselves up so that we you know we just look more confident and more approachable um and so we do feel do get with them as well and um it's just something you should do every five minutes right great strategies (laughs) no and I remember you and me talking about that many many moons ago it feels like about 10 years ago now but it's so true right because our emotions influence our behavior our emotions influence how we show up how we are on a phone call how we are with a customer how we are with you know people that we're working with and if we don't take control of that 
you know what I mean? Like we're leaving it up to the kind of, you know, very random responsibility. We need to own that. And a big, big, big part of that is your mindset. And again, what you're thinking, what you're focusing on, what you're saying to yourself, your beliefs, you know, we could talk about that model for the whole call. So I love that strategy around field you get. And that sense of just taking responsibility and taking ownership, you know, it's so true. It's so easy to feel like we might not have that control, but for all yeah. of us, we you go, well, if we don't, like who does? No one is ever, you know, I always say to my clients and I remind myself, you know, no one's ever going to care about our career or our business as much as we do. And so we really have to drive that. So we're nearly at the end of our time together. I would love you to share um, how people can find out more about you and Secret Projects. So Secret Projects is uh, has its own new flashy website. So go to that, <laughs> it's secretproject.org. Um, from there, you can go to our different retail stores. You can go to all our social media channels as well. And um, I'm available through, um, there's probably about 50 ways that anyone can contact <laughs> me. So um, if you just find a Secret Projects email or find one of the social media channels and say, hey, I met your CEO or I met Fritha on a, a, a through a podcast. Can can you contact me? Um, I want to talk to you. Then then there we go. You'll be straight through to me and I'll be in touch. So oh well, I will definitely link them up with all your um social media links and also on LinkedIn. I will tag you and Instagram definitely. so people can reach out and get involved with you personally or to get involved and support um secret projects. So I just want to say thank you so much, Fritha, for being on the show, especially in the middle of this global pandemic where there's so much going on for you and everyone around the world. So thank you so much for being on the show and just sharing all these great advice and, and inspiration. You know, I, I love talking to people like you because a lot of people, especially now, I think they want to hear from inspirational people that lift them up, you know, because it's it's a tough time for a lot of people right now. So thank you so much for sharing your positivity as always. And please keep up the great work that you're doing. And I really look forward to staying in touch. Yeah, lots of love. Thank you. I really enjoyed our chat. Thanks, Fritha. Thanks so much for listening to the Psychology of Successful Women podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button or go to psychologyofsuccessfulwomen.com to download our free ebook and access a bunch of other resources. See you on the next episode.